the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Speaking uh, before the service this morning, and speaking about St. John uh, the Baptist, and uh, considering him to be one of the most incredible characters in the Bible, generally, but most incredible characters that ever walked the face of the earth. Thinking about it in uh, that time, you know, John was born miraculously of Elizabeth, and everybody knew it. And uh, Zacharias even proclaimed his name John, which was kind of odd because it should have been Zacharias. And everybody knew that he was a prophet, a holy man that would impact Israel in a very powerful way. This was known to everyone. Well, when John, uh, when the Lord, uh, when Joseph heard that there was going to be a persecution of the children, the death of the children, uh, John as well was taken by his mother Elizabeth into the desert to flee the, the death of all those innocents in Bethlehem. And his mother died. when he was a young boy. So who raised John? <laughs> angels. Angels. So he knew the angels. How many? You know, they fed him, they talked to him, they taught him, they did beautiful things. What an incredible person. But he had disappeared from, uh, the, from Israel for 30 years. And then he shows up dressed in fine linen and a nice tie, sits back and looking really good, drives in into Cadillac. No way, he comes in with just all kind of disheveled. And he starts preaching repentance. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, prepare the way of the Lord. That's his that's, he knows that's what he's about. But to me, and it says, all of Judea comes out to see him. How many people? Everyone comes to see him. And most of the disciples were John's disciples first. So an incredible person. It, we just kind of gloss over his life a bit. You know, it's like today a little bit, and then we have Epiphany, and then we right after Epiphany on the 7th is the, is the feast day of St. John. But he always bows to who? He always bows to Christ. He always steps out of the way, and so Christ can be exalted. Beautiful. But one of the most incredible lives, I think, that we will ever see on this earth. So, through the prayers of St. John today, Lord, have mercy on us and on me, a sinner. Um, I want to share a couple of stories with you today, uh, but it comes out of St. Paul's letter to Timothy. Fight the good fight. Finish the race. Keep the faith. This has been preached and understood by the church since the year 65 A.D. 
practice these words. Fight the good fight, finish the race, keep the faith. Keep the faith. And there's so many things in life, I think, that help us do these things. So I just want to share a couple of thoughts with you. First, I want to share a story um, of standing in the Jordan River with Deacon Howard George Shannon <laughs> and my wife. And it was beautiful. We traveled to Israel, and I remember going to see Mother Victoria, and we kind of set a little prayer rule. Every time we'd go to a holy place like that, we'd set a prayer rule. Here's the rule, and here's what we'd sing. So, you know, we sang the Torpar of, of the baptism, you know, uh, that we were baptized in the Jordan, and we're singing Howard and I, not very well, of course. Jan is trying to hold on to the notes, and we're trying to blast these out there singing... Uh, uh, baptized in a Jordan, really strong and powerful. And uh, all of a sudden, from the sides of this mountain, these people start coming down to us. I'm going, Lord, please do not ask, don't, at, don't let them ask me to baptize them. It was like this, it was like I was scared to death. Like, no, please. All they wanted was a blessing. And so we're standing in the water like this, and, and they're coming up and bowing their heads, and I'm splashing water on them, and the fish start coming around us. I'll never forget the moment. The fish are coming around us. Really powerful, really exciting time. That, that There's an a action here, a powerful action for us to understand that God comes to bless us when we step toward him, right? When we step toward God, God steps toward us in wonderful ways, sometimes visible ways like this, but he always steps toward us, always. So all we have to do is make a little effort, a little lean toward God, and God steps back toward us in a powerful way. So, fight the good fight. Be steady, St. Paul says to Timothy. Be steady. Be steady. And remember going to, when I was at a time in my life when I wasn't feeling steady. And I went to my spiritual father and I talked to him about my prayer rule and my fasting rule. I was just not consistent at all. You ever feel that way? Make all these commitments. New Year's resolutions, right? You're ready. I'm ready to go. So how many times do we resolve to do something good and we kind of do well for a while and then kind of slide away from it? Well, I went to my spiritual father. I've told this story before, but I think it, it bears repeating. And I told him that I needed uh, some advice from him. I needed, to be, I needed to establish my prayer rule. And he said this to me. This is really, I remember the moment exactly. He says, well, do you want me to give you advice or do you want me to tell you what to do? And I paused for a minute and I wanted to impress him. So I said, I want you to tell me what to do. And he said this to me. And I'll say this to you. He said, your prayer rule 
you have it. It's a good one. Don't miss. He said, don't miss. I swallowed really hard. And I have made an effort not to miss. There's a time and a place and a rule. And I make every effort not to miss it. And if I miss it at that time, I try to do it before I go to bed. I don't miss my prayers. And now my spiritual father has passed away, so I can't negotiate this. I'm very bothered. <laughs> father, that was too hard. Well, that's too bad. I'm saying this, and he said this to me. He said, this is theosis. This will help you become like God. And it, and, it wor and it works. Don't miss. You know why? Because you learn how to pray when you're sick. You learn how to pray when you're tired. You learn how to pray when you don't want to pray. You learn how to pray when you've been upset. You learn how to pray in every circumstance. You learn how to pray. What a beautiful thing. No matter how you're feeling, no matter what you're doing, no matter what life is sending at you, don't miss. You can say it, don't miss. It's very critical. And prayer, we have to understand, is, is a means to an end. It's not a check-off-the-box thing. It's a means to draw near to God. It's a means to find comfort. It's a means to find joy. It's a means to find peace. It's how we get it. It's a means to, it's where we can rest where we can stop, where we can raise above the confusion of the world. Pray. Just pray. You know, if all you can do is light your candle and stand there for one minute, that will do wonderful things for you. Just quiet. Just to be before your icon. That will help you. Remember what we make a little effort, God, what's God do? Makes a big effort back. So, and now he says, St. Paul says to Timothy, endure suffering, endure suffering, endure the struggle. And I want to share with you something that Father John Braun has been giving to me lately. Um, you can see I do nothing that's original. <laughs> I have to be told what to do. Thanks be to God for good men around me, good women around me. Um, endure suffering. So, you know, we come to places in life to, uh, where we find, we find ourselves bitter, we find ourselves angry, we find ourselves uh, distraught about a circumstance or about a relationship. And it kind of collapses on us a little bit. The anger, the bitterness, the resentment, even to hatred, these kind of things turn us sour, and they move our heart away from God. So what's an alternative? And I have found this to be, just recently, very helpful to me. We should mourn. We should be sad with the condition of man. Let me read a few things uh, that was written by Father Hopko on this 
that will help us. We need to mourn and weep over the condition of men. Knowing what could be from God and what is actually with God, he will mourn and weep like the prophets over sinful Israel, like Jesus over the corpse of Lazarus and the city of Jerusalem, like Jesus himself in the garden, confronted by his own cup of suffering, which was so senseless and cruel. Mourn. Blessed mourning for sin is essential to the spiritual life, both in the victory of Christ, it is not morbid or joyless. On the contrary, blessed mourning is filled with hope and the gladness of light. So if, you know, it's like we come to a circumstance and we just have to be so saddened that this is the situation. The fallenness of man, the fallenness of the world, the conditions around us, my own fallenness, my own reactions. Lord, this is sad. Have mercy. And we live in that. We, we nurture that, that mourning. And it, you, what will come to us? Gladness, joy, repentance. So learn to be sad. Learn to, learn to kind of allow yourself to go to that sadness before God, not in some little corner where you become depressed. That's not the direction. It's sadness before God. St. Um, uh, John Climacus in the latter says, Keep a firm hold of the blessed joy grief of holy mourning and do not stop working at it until it raises you high above the things of this world and presents you pure to Christ. The fruit of morbid mourning is vainglory, and self-esteem, but the fruit of blessed mourning is comfort. comfort. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. So learn to take the struggles and the, and the difficulties of life and be sad before God with them. Wow. Don't be angry. Don't be disturbed. Even the political situation, weep over it. How could we be this way? Lord, be merciful to us. This is a sad thing. Not to, not to fly to anger or bitterness. So I think this could be very helpful to us to fight the good fight. Two more things. Finish the race. Finish the race. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Okay? Finish the race. Keep a good pace. The one thing I think is important here is to have an assurance that God is saving us. God is saving us. God loves us. God's merciful. God is saving us. He works at that 24-7, seven days a week, all the time. Okay? That's what God's work is, to save us, to move us. Even the things that come into life that are difficult, those are self, they can be salvific events. So an assurance that God is working out our salvation. And one thing I want to encourage you in this is to gain a rhythm of confession. To help you. Gain a rhythm of confession. You know, I think the importance of the confession is that when we come to confess, 
three things happen in the confessional. Okay? One is you are forgiven. The priest says, now that all your sins, the things as you have confessed, depart in peace, for you're forgiven. You're done. You're finished with them. And he strengthens you to do better. You know, we can make that commitment all by ourselves, to make that commitment all by ourselves. But when you have the blessing of the stole, the blessing of the priest, the blessing of Christ, to be better, to do better, that's an essential grace we have. An essential grace. So get into a rhythm of confession. And the other thing that happens, when we sin, we injure ourselves. We injure our soul. In confession, healing. The stole put on you heals. It's a medicine. So, so get into this rhythm of confession. Work it into your life. I want to encourage you in that. And then finally, keep the faith. Keep the faith. We have been blessed as Orthodox Christian people to be given the fullness of the faith. Handed down from the apostle to us. We have these great traditions, this great life, and I will encourage you to live the life. Live the life. And I'll share the story. I've shared it before, and I've done this before to you, and I'll do it again and again. Remember going to Father John and saying, you know, I've got these things. I'm not really sure where I am. I'm kind of straddling the middle. I'm not feeling really committed here or committed there. And I'm, I, I feel some anxiety in my life. And I wanted some magic words. I wanted him to just tell me, this will do it. And he did. And he said this. You're straddling the line, Father Nicholas. You need to jump in with both feet and live the life. Not on the edge like this. In the middle with both feet. Live the life. It's there. Everything that the church has set up is for our salvation, for our comfort, for our joy, for our hope, for everything that we need as Christian people. It's there. It's in the package. We have so many things in life that distract us, that take us away. You know, family events, sporting events, all these things that take us away from that which is essential that lifts us to the places where we really our soul and even our body desire to go. So, both feet. Jump in with both feet. Live the life. Look at the, the way the church, the rhythm of the church is. It's powerful. It's salvific. It, it will nurture you, save you, lift you, move you. So, I just want to encourage you in these things. So, let us fight the good fight. Let us finish the race. Let us keep the faith. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.